you. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. <laughs> Ned! Ryerson! Needle-nosed Ned, Ned the head, come on, buddy, Case Western High! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Again! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! <laughs> so did you turn pro with that belly button thing, Ned? Or no, Phil, I sell insurance. What a shock. Do you have life insurance? Because if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right. Ned, I would love to stand here and talk with you. But I'm not going to. <laughs> see. Hey, that's all right. I'll walk with you. You know, whenever I see an opportunity now, I charge it like a bull. Ned the bull, that's me now. You know, I got friends of mine who live and die by the actuarial tables, and I say, hey, it's all one big crapshoot anywho. Tell me, have you ever heard of single premium life? Because I think that really could be the ticket for you. Oh, God, it is so good to see you. Uh, what are you doing for dinner? Something else. It's been great seeing you, Needlehead. Take care. <laughs> Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Groundhog Day. It's getting colder. And in February, is it February or January? The Groundhog is going to see its shadow. Groundhog Day is a legendary film directed by the late Harold Ramis. Ghostbusters. But Groundhog Day really, it's its the film that just keeps on giving. And there's a really cute ending. And then there's all these other Easter eggs in between. And at the heart of it is Bill Murray. Whether you like Bill Murray, some find him problematic. Some find him Saturday Night Live entertaining. <laughs> I loved him in Lost in Translation. What was another one that he did? Oh, God. The Royal Tenenbaums. That was like a supporting role, though. Groundhog Day opened February 12th, 1993, almost 30 years ago. Directed by Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott. Saturday Night Live alum right there. Mm. There's so much that's going on in this film. It's legendary. I've heard people talk about it. <laughs> How they'll watch it if they missed a loved one, especially if they have a loved one who is in the military and they feel that they're always coming back to them. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? That's heartfelt right there. Um, geez. What can I say about this? I mean, it's a comedy. We need more comedies, especially in, in these crazy, crazy days. 
There's, of course, the time loop. We won't really talk about that. Um, or actually, we could. Born to a Jewish family, Ramus had adapt- adopted a Buddhist lifestyle from his second wife, embracing some of its uh, per- precepts. He said that based on Buddhist doctrine, it takes approximately 10,000 years for a soul to evolve to the next level. In 2005, Ramus or Rubin said it became this weird political issue because if you ask the studio how long was the repetition, it'd say two weeks. But the point of the movie to me was that you had to feel you were enduring something that was going on for a long time. For me, it had to be, I don't know, a hundred years, a lifetime. In his book, Groundhog Day, Ryan Gilby thought the vagueness surrounding the length of the loop was one of the most remarkable elements of the film. Just as there is no justification for why or how Phil is caught in the loop, the length of the time is only as long as it takes for Phil to become a better person. So there's that. The legacy of Groundhog Day is immense. The cultural impact involving, of course, the groundhog, the humor of it all, wanting to become a better person, which is the heart of it. It was part of the AFI's 100 Years 100 comedy. <laughs> oh my God. Um, sometimes the way to really give you the essence of a film is the trailer. It's always been about the trailer. Always. And in this case, it's legendary. I know you hate when I say that word, but come on. Come on. I mean, we could talk about the book that I just got in the mail, which is about the Northman. It's a con- companion book. We'll, we'll do that at a later juncture, but here we go. Freezing their butts off, waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... In Groundhog Day I'm reliving the same day Over and over Bill? Ned Ryerson Bing! Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen Well, it's Groundhog Day Again? At first, he was a little anxious Bill? What? Will you be checking out today, Mr. Collins? I'd say the chance of departure is 80% but now, we could do whatever we want. He's discovering the possibilities. Don't you worry about cholesterol? Why? And living life mm. like there's Phil? no tomorrow. Phil Connors! Ned! Because there isn't. I am an immortal. I have been stabbed, shot, burned, frozen, electrocuted. I'm a god. You're god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. He's out of his gourd. But to get what his heart wants most... What are you looking for, Phil? A date for the weekend? ...means living this day over again <laughs> till he gets it right. Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. <laughs> what a waste of time. 
I study 19th century French poetry. La fille qui j'aimerai. You speak French. Bill Murray. Andy McDowell. To the groundhog. I always drink to world peace. Well, what should we drink to? I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. He might be okay. Yes! Life has a funny way of repeating itself. What did you do today? Oh, same old, same old. So he's living in a time loop. And not just any time loop. A Groundhog Day time loop. Some of you would probably like... Someone, some of you would consider that going to hell or purgatory. Over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm really... Speaking of a loop, I'm really tired of these YouTube commercials. And hopefully that will come to an end soon. Chat lips. See the groundhog? Yeah. I think it'll be in early spring. Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> don't mess with me, pork chop. <sighs> what day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> often uh, advise young people, I kind of speak on the subject of media literacy, trying to teach young people to, to be uh, skeptical and discerning about the things they watch, not to believe everything they see. And, I, and I, I always urge them to ask themselves, what are they trying to sell me here? What idea is being sold to me? And rom every romantic comedy is selling you the idea that you will be completed by another person. In fact, the one criticism of Groundhog Day from a psychoanalytic point of view was in an article on object relations therapy, which is a major school of psychotherapy. Uh, and the, uh, the, the psychiatrist who wrote the article said what, what stopped her at the end was that we needed to give Bill Murray the Andy McDowell character, that they needed to get together to uh, complete each other. And she thought that was the only false note in the movie. So I took, I, it's not like I say I took it to heart. I mean, I understood where she was going from. At the same time, it's something you want to give the audience. You want us, and I even want to tell you. Tell your kids, you, you want to make, paint a, a picture of the world as better than it really is, just so we, we can live with some hope. Sure, I've got it. It's a metaphor for a lot of things, uh, which was uh, brought home to me when the movie opened. Um, my producing partner, Trevor Albert, 
uh, called me on Sunday. The movie opened on a Friday. On Sunday, he called me and said, there, there are pickets outside the, the theater in Santa Monica. And I said, what are they protesting? He said, they're not protesting. They're Hasidic Jews watch, walking around with signs that say, are you living the same day over and over again? <clears throat> and then, um, you know, call the Chabad, you know, I guess... Uh, so then I started getting, almost immediately, um, well, my mother-in-law lived for 35 years in a Zen Buddhist meditation center uh, to the end of her life. And she, I called her right away on the weekend, and she said, they saw it. They, the abbots and the senior monks, she said they loved it. You know? they, they thought it ex expresses a fundamental Buddhist concept. And then I heard from people in the yoga community that it was everything that they were about. And then I started getting letters from the from the Christian uh, from Catholic priests and Christian and Baptist ministers saying this totally expresses our philosophy. You must be Christians, obviously, because uh, it's such a Christian, devoutly Christian movie. And then the psychiatric community uh, chimed in and said, obviously, the movie is a metaphor for psychoanalysis uh, because the, we re revisit the same stories over and over. We keep reliving these same patterns in our life and. The whole goal of psychoanalysis to, is to break those pattern behaviors. So um, I thought, well, that's an ecumenical re response to this film. You know, uh, it's got something. It's not just something for everybody. It's the same message. The film does, is the film. It does not change. But everyone obviously uh, projected something onto the film. Um, and it's the genius of, Andy, uh, of Danny Rubin's concept. The script came to me already written. Uh, again, kind of not really makeable the way it was written, but I, you know, I, I, I rewrote it and shared screenplay credit with Danny. You know, I had some fundamental ideas about it that I think made it a more entertaining and more accessible film than it might have been the way it was originally written. Um, but, uh, you know, as a Jew, I, I kept thinking that, uh, you know, people finding so much in this movie, it, it, it um, and, and, uh, I mean, every day someone says something to me about this movie, and a guy just said to me, oh, Starbucks clerk on, on 67th in Columbus, uh, after he gave me my coffee, said, I just have to tell you, I watched Groundhog Day again just the other night, <laughs> and I saw all whole new things in it, things I'd never thought of before. And my analysis uh, of, uh, my view of that was, um, I said, you know, it's like, the one reason Jews respond to that idea is the Torah is read every year. Start at the same place on the same day. Every Jew in the world reads the same portion every day uh, for the whole cycle, and then you start over. The Torah doesn't change, but every every year we read it, we are different. Our lives have changed. We're older. We're different. We have children. We don't. You know, our, our relationships have changed, and and you find new meaning in it as we change. The, so the movie doesn't change. I'm not comparing Groundhog Day to the Torah. <laughs> it's more entertaining than the Torah. But, uh, and the Bible was not a good movie, John Huston's movie. But uh, uh, there's something in it that allows people to keep, re every time they see it, reconsider where they are in life and, and, and kind of question their own uh, habitual behaviors. That's Harold Ramis talking about Groundhog Day. All the metaphors and wonderful moments, and and we can interpret it any way we like. 
with Groundhog Day. But at the at the center of it is it's it's about that rat. Um <laughs> Yeah. We're worshiping a rat. How does that make you feel that we're worshiping a rat? <laughs> oh my god. And also the dynamic between Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. I mean, this this film is it's a comedy classic. You either love it or you hate it. There's something so familiar about this. Hmm? Do you ever have deja vu? Didn't you just ask me that? I think people place too much emphasis on their careers. I wish we could all live in the mountains at high altitude. That's where I see myself in five years. How about you? Oh, I agree. I just like to go with the flow. See where it leads me. What's led you here? Mm-hmm. This is about a million miles from where I started out in college. You weren't uh, in broadcasting or journalism? Mm-mm. Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. <laughs> what a waste of time. I mean, for someone else, that would be an incredible waste of time. So bold of you to choose that. It's incredible. You must be a very, very strong person. I think people place too much emphasis on their careers. Gosh, I wish we could all live in the mountains at high altitudes. That's where I see myself in five years. How about you? Oh, I agree. I just like to go with the flow. Yeah. See what happens. Well, it's gotten you here. Uh-huh. Of course, it's a million miles from where I started out in college. Oh, yeah? You weren't in broadcasting or journalism or anything like that? Uh-uh. Hmm. Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. La fille qui j'aimerais, c'est comme bon faire. You speak French. <laughs> That's part of the time loop. It's all about that wonderful time loop. Now, this has been discussed on Creatures of the Night, Jason, Chris, and Adam. What if they're really what if we really are living in a time loop? Some would say that about their day-to-day, that it is, uh, you know, the routine. Some would make fun of my routine. I get up, I take a shower, I make the espresso, I make the uh, meal replacement, and I'm on my way. Sometimes I'll listen to an audiobook, sometimes I'll rock out. Is that a time loop, or is that just continuation? Maybe we should all do something different in the morning. Maybe I should start working out more, doing yoga. Who knows? Let's end tonight with that wonderful scene of Groundhog Day. Once again, the eyes of the nation have turned here to this tiny village in western Pennsylvania. Blah, 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 blah. There is no way... That this winter is ever going to end as long as this groundhog 
keeps seeing his shadow. I don't see any other way out. He's got to be stopped. And I have to stop him. Real good, Phil. Real good. Snoring? Real good, Phil. Real good. Because really, it's about a rat. Or as he says, they're worshiping a rat. Bill Murray has that wonderful deadpan. Where have you been? It was horrible. A giant leech got me. You're missing all the fun. These people are great. Some of them have been partying all night long. They sing songs till they get too cold, and then they go sit by the fire, and they get warm, and then they come back and they sing some more. Yeah. They're hicks, Rita. So, you sleep okay without me? You tossed and turned, didn't you? You're incredible. Who told you? Oh, it's Groundhog Time. Okay, I'm in three, two, one. Once a year, the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet in western Pennsylvania to watch a master at work. The master, Punxsutawney Phil, the world's most famous weatherman, the Groundhog who, as legend has it, can predict the coming of an early spring. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Then it's the same old shtick every year. The guy comes out with a big stick and raps on the door. They pull the little rat out. They talk to him. The rat talks back. And then they tell us what's going to happen. You like the guys with the prominent uh, upper teeth? No. <laughs> this February 2nd, at 7.20 and 30 seconds, Punk's Attorney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators, emerged reluctantly but alertly in Punxsutawney, PA, and stated in Groundhog Ease, I definitely see a shadow. Sorry, folks. Six more weeks of winter. On me in three, two, one. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. I, for one, am very grateful to have been here. From Punxsutawney, this is Phil Connors. So long. Okay, we'll try it again without the sarcasm. We got it. Prima Donnas. And so, that's the sarcasm of Groundhog Day. And Bill Murray... Such a great deadpan comic. And that's why we love him. Since Second City to Saturday Night Live to Caddyshack to Stripes to, uh, it's <sighs> that one where he played, uh, he played Ebenezer Scrooge and Scrooged, uh, Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife. 
The funny thing is, you know, Ghostbusters was originally written for John Belushi. And then John Belushi died. And Bill Murray became Dr. Vankman. But at this juncture, (laughs) in Groundhog Day, it's all about his character. Beloved, hated, feared Phil Connors. Isn't it funny? He has the same name as the Groundhog. <laughs> and, uh, Andy McDowell is Rita Hansen. Chris Elliott is Larry the Cameraman. Um, Stephen, okay. I don't want to butcher his name. Tobolowski as Ned Ryerson. Yeah. He's a character actor. What's funny is, you know, two of them are from Saturday Night Live, so that kind of tells you <laughs> where uh, where people are going to go in terms of uh, the characters. Always leave it to a Saturday Night Live alum to take you there in terms of a comedy. Groundhog Day is not a perfect film. It's a funny film. Brian Doyle Murray as Buster Green. That's, uh, I believe, uh, Bill's older brother. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Jeez. He looks so much like Bill Murray. I mean, it's a. Uh... <laughs> oh my God! Isn't it crazy? <sighs> I think he's yeah. Uh, Marita Gernotti is Nancy Taylor. Angela Patton is Miss Lancaster. Yeah. And of course. The rat <laughs> pins a tucky fill. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>